0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: From the 915 to H Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 50 50 Podcast, powered by National Scouting Report. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 50 50 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. And we're live here from beautiful Moody Gardens here in Galveston, Texas. It is the 2023 Tasco Texas High School Soccer Coaches Convention. Here to kick, here to help us kick off is our very own special guest from uh, across the pond as they say, right? Coach Adam Birchall. Coach, how are you? Hey Hector. yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good, awesome. Thank you for being here. So, in case you don't know who Adam is, former professional player and also current the correct me on this coach if I get this wrong. So the head coach for the U17 Ars- Arsenal uh, youth, na- youth team—I was about to say national team, but youth team, right? So uh, the academy program. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about that before we dive in. Just tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about yourself
0: and uh, what has you here. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like you say, my name's Adam, and uh, yeah, ex-player. I was actually at Arsenal as a as a young boy um, from the age of ten. I was at the academy. Um, was a young pro there during the time of the Invincibles. Oh, so that yes. was That was a pretty, uh, pretty cool time. Um, left there around 21. Went off had a, a professional career. Mm-hmm. Um, around about the age of 24, decided that I'd, uh, I'd like to have a go at coaching. So uh, started to do my badges um, in UEFA's uh, AMB, a- a- mm-hmm. um, and then went <coughs> back. Went back to Arsenal as a coach 13 years ago, Um, went in and did the under eights first. Yeah. Then the under nines, then under tens, then under twelves, under fourteens, under sixteens, and now currently under seventies head coach and assistant under Mm eighteens. Awesome.
1: So, so total. So when you got there in your current capacity or in the academy program, how long have you been there total?
0: 25
1: years. Everything. Oh, wow. That's pretty. That's so. Tell us. um, So before we dive into that a little bit, just tell us a little bit more about, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, where your your playing background, obviously, and then what kind of led you transitioned you to, what made you want to really want to be a coach. You know, you you mentioned pursuing your badges, but uh, in making that transition from your playing career to then wanting to be a coach,
0: what was the genesis of all that? Yeah. So when when you were a young pro in England. You start to do your badges. So mm-hmm. It was a level two. Yeah, um, they support you through your scholarship with that. Um, so that was my first experience of coaching, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good experience. Enjoyed doing it. Um, still playing professionally. Right. Um, and then, like a lot of pros, you know, it's not. It's not all uh, rosy, as we say. Of course not. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's hard having a professional career, and it's up and it's down and. My career was like that and there was some real tough times and when I decided to go back and, and start coaching, what I found really quickly was working with the young people, they brought a lot of joy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and and I, I really enjoyed helping them enjoy the game and supporting yeah. them.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so it really sparked something within me. So that's when you get the bug, huh? That's when I got the bug. Yeah. I got yeah. the bug, yeah, proper bug. Yeah. Um and then yeah, and then you know, there's times where I've done sessions for free. I've done grassroots sessions. I've done mm-hmm. school sessions. I've, I've tried to just throw myself into it um, and experience everything that coaching is. Um, because, yeah, it's become my passion. Mm-hmm. And, it, and when I retired at 30, um, it, it made a lot of sense to me to pursue that. Yeah. It's all I've ever known, football. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm very passionate about it. That's
1: all. Yeah, it can be it can be quite scary, right? When you start to thinking, you start to think like, what else am I going to do with my life, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it can be kind of humbling and sobering all at the same time. So yeah, I hear you. Um, so tell us. So obviously, you've been there. You're in the academy system, therefore Arsenal, which we all know is in the, you know, the English Premier League. Tell us a little bit. Um, what? How did you get here? You know what uh, what transpired and what led to you being able to be. Uh, be one of our guests here, uh, here for the uh, Tasco convention this year.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> as an academy, we use Sports Session Planner, mm-hmm. um, which is an online session planning platform. Yeah. Um, we use it to design sessions, store sessions, share sessions as an academy. Um, and someone from Sports Session Planner reached out to uh, our head of coaching yeah. um, and said about the convention. And asked whether we could send someone over. Um, our head of coaching spoke to me about it, offered me opportunity, and yeah, bit his hand off. it was a really brilliant <laughs> opportunity to step yeah. out my comfort zone, come yeah. over, meet some new people, and and see what, what it's all about. Yeah,
1: and as you know, so Sports Session Planner is one of our big uh, big sponsors here for the convention, big supporter of Tasco. And as members of Tasco, your that's included in part of your membership, right? Is that uh, being a member of the sports session planners as well. So tell us your take on them, being able to use them with the academy system. How do you all use the sports session planners on a daily basis?
0: Yeah, so I think what's what's really important, it feeds into sort of the plan, do, review process, right? Mm-hmm. So start of the week, we have we have um, part-time coaches, we call them casual coaches as yep. well. So you have your full-time members of, of staff, mm-hmm. your head coaches and then your part-time coaches as well. But what it allows is whilst the part-time coaches have their job and their day-to-day, which some of them do coaching, some of them do other things, um, it allows to share ideas and sessions um, online easily Mm -hmm. um, at a convenient time for everyone um, to put you in a really good place to to come in and discuss the session to really like, you know, iron out the, the detail make sure that we're yeah. ready as staff for the session for the players um and, and and the same thing because it's kept on that platform you can then review it afterwards right keep your sort of we've all, we've all done lots of sessions some some you're not too keen on some yeah. you go that work really well and it gives you an opportunity to try and keep your best practice stuff as well yeah um which a lot of the time is a combined effort mm-hmm. you know when things work really well it's right. people working together
1: yeah now help us take us behind the scenes there within your program within the academy how is how are you all used because obviously it's it's very functional as you explained how are you all using that in terms of internally is it hey when one of you all has an epiphany regarding a particular topic you put it up right then and there and then share it with everybody kind of thing or how do you guys use that
0: um there's, there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot i don't think we've got enough time sketch notes Um, there's a lot but the important thing is it's simple it needs to be simple not simpler um so we basically periodize how we work so we'll work on two weeks attacking one week defending Mm -hmm. and work our way if you imagine we call it starting the attack in our half and you move into creating the attack and then finishing the attack we have the same with our defending so when we're in that two-week block of, uh, say, start the attack, if, if you talk mm. about the 17s and 18s, what we use is stats as well to go, OK, we've been, been building up really round, uh, really well around and start the attack. Let's look at some some stuff around going through. So it kind of focuses, focuses in on actually specifically what we want to work on yeah. Yeah. Um, to help the players. So once we've got that as a starting point, it's OK, well, what, what does individuals need uh, within the team? To making sure they're weak they get and they're getting what they need and how it relates to the topic
1: now i imagine on some level right and obviously we're not going to get into detail on this but i imagine on some level the starting point on some of this you're getting your marching orders from probably the senior the senior team in terms of functionality of what they want to see right what you should be implementing particularly since you are with the u17s correct
0: correct yes yeah. and yeah. Well, and the. It's actually logical as well, right? Correct. So, so if, you're, if you're... That a, vertical
1: alignment piece, yeah. No exactly. Doubt. No doubt.
0: Because if you're a player playing between age groups or uh, moving up to the next age group, that alignment's ever so important. The language, ever right. so important. Um, the application of that may be subjective because mm-hmm. we all, we all <laughs> apply right. it differently, right? Right. Um, and that's the skill of coaching. But um, to try and bring everyone towards the, the alignment, as you yes. say, is yeah, very, yeah. very important for the players. Mm-hmm. And, and they're the most... Most important people in all this for me.
1: Now, what would you say? What have you found from your younger younger age groups, right, as they transition up to you? What is maybe their biggest learning curve, right? The biggest thing that they have to overcome, whether it be tactically, uh, technically, tactically, what have you, um, the pace, or if someone's playing up multiple years, obviously, um, what is that biggest hurdle when they come
0: to you? I think. it's very individual, mm-hmm. very, very individual. You can have, you know, go through the 13, 14, 15, growth spur, find your yeah. coordinations all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, but may have a really good, um, really good game insight that helps you tactically. Um, the biggest thing I'd say transition will be going from development football to performance football mm-hmm. and finding that balance for them because still at 17, 18, there's a lot of development still um but they're getting closer right so it's it's trying to teach them the importance of certain decisions certain moments of the game that they can make different decisions that might impact the game Mm -hmm. um which hopefully in the long the long run we don't want to restrict players too much but in the long run we'll, we'll build trust with managers and hopefully give them careers in the game yeah um i'll definitely say that's that's a big one the other one is also humility um when they start getting 17 18 and and if they're they're doing well it's helping them understand that they still don't have a career they're, you know right. there's a long way to go still and you want them to feel good and have belief and believe in themselves we also want that hunger and that will mm-hmm. to win um and we want to kind of build that so those are probably the two biggest things i see of course at that age tactically um we play a positional game. So it's when they're younger, it is a little bit more free, but you need to start getting them to think about well, what are the positional basics that you need playing this playing style. So yeah, yeah it does go in more depth. Yeah. As okay. it should.
1: And what would you say is a prototypical amount of time that at least going in that they, they should be with you before maybe they move on, whether it's you know, within within the system or or somewhere else how long
0: are they typically with you or should be with you again so individual yeah so individual um you still have late developers at that point that are smaller than the others that need time yeah to go into their body um to build their muscle mass right. you know that stuff that explosive power um so it's still very individual mm-hmm. awesome so no are
1: there any particular trends that you're seeing from the, play, the, the youth player now as they arrive, maybe when they arrive to the academy with you, well, before they get to you or when they get to you, are there any particular trends in today's game that you're seeing?
0: I think there's been a big <clears throat> shift towards, if you, if you take the first team mm-hmm. um, game in the Premier League, you're seeing a lot more academies aligned to the first team so when you play different teams, you are actually playing a, a team practicing to try and play like the first team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, I think, a positive. It's helping players with that. Um, and the other thing is, you can help them prepare for that. So if you know the opposition are going to play a certain way, mm-hmm. then your, your pre matches or your training leading up to games, you can prepare them slightly more specifically. see how they get on with with that because that's that will be important one day Mm -hmm. um first team football um the trade-off of that is they're not all going to be in the first team in the premier league (laughs) so yeah it's trying to give them again the basics to to go and have a career in the game or um developing those personal skills as well as transferable skills to go on and be successful in whatever they choose to be in life if they're not players. And and that's that duty of care piece. Mm -hmm.
1: So now you've been there, you've been there for a while now and you're developing, doing a great job. And obviously you're doing a tremendous job. Um, what are your thoughts? Where do you see yourself, um, as far as your, your personal evolution in terms of your career, uh, whether it be the next, you know, two years, five years, what are, what are your thoughts on that when you kind of just brainstorm on that? what The ambitions, you know, what,
0: what, are, what are your thoughts on that? I'll be really boring here. I live day by day. <laughs> yeah. I live day by day. Yeah. I try to embrace the day. Mm-hmm. Put myself out there like today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like now, yeah. Right yeah. now, and, right? Uh, and see if I can see if I can improve in any way. Um, mm-hmm. Having been a player and then a coach for so long, um, nothing's given in, in sport and in football. So the controllable is the day and yeah. and I try to be the best version of myself every single day and be better tomorrow. It's a little bit cliche, right? Mm-hmm. But be better tomorrow than I am today. It's all that Ted Lasso you've been watching, man. That's yeah, what man. it is, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, no, that's hey. that's, it's, there's nothing boring about it because it's so spot on, you know? So well said coach. Um, so now you start looking at, when you review, when you go back and reflect on your playing career to now, what you've learned as a coach, right? As much as you knew how to play, you were professional, but how much did when you stepped into the coaching world really uncover as to how much more, as much as you you knew or thought you knew, how much you still had
0: to learn regarding the game? Yeah, so it's for me two completely different things. So playing, and when you when you're very young, you, you go out and you play, and Coaches create situations where you can learn from that situation, maybe give you ideas, but you play. That's how I always did. I played, left it all out there. And then when you become a coach, you're going, okay, how did I do that? For example, a certain goal. How how do I break that down? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big challenge for ex-players going into coaching. It's having that eye and tools, Mm -hmm. tools, I think that's a, a big thing. I'm always seeking tools, and there's loads of coaches do it in loads of different ways. And sometimes they might do it without even thinking about it or knowing they do it. But have you got tools to break down the individual action within the context of the game? Um, so it's more in depth in my thinking as a coach, but it needs to be simply as simple as possible for the players. Um, right, and and that's not always. Coaching isn't always about talking, right? It's about putting on right. sessions that allow them to practice <coughs> what, you, what you want them to practice to improve at it. Um, and I'd say that that's probably the biggest the biggest thing. You know, you, you think I'm a deep thinker anyway. I was as a player, mm-hmm. but it, it goes. So it's kind I mean, of a natural
1: I'm, fit for you as a coach. Then, yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I have a, a mentor who talks about width and depth. So, how wide do you want to go with with the knowledge base? Mm-hmm. So, I want to I want to learn all these things, and then what depth do you want to get out of those things? Like, right. how deep do you want to go? Right. And um, I think that's where having other other like-minded people and and people to challenge you as well um, is important around you, and being open and humble to yeah. to right. to learn. Yeah very important now i I ask this question a lot
1: of our college coaches so i'll ask you this if you could go back what you've learned now as a coach right if you could go back and coach you the player like what would you do differently what would you maybe focus on where would you start knowing you the player and then what you've learned that knowledge base right as a coach
0: maybe for me because i went through the academy it was a certain style of play Mm -hmm. and then suddenly i went into league two league one in england it's a different much different style of play (laughs) Yeah, running those channels Mm -hmm. things like that um so i'd probably seek where are the moments where i could keep the stuff i've learned and add them to the current style of play. Yeah. Uh, a really good coach I had, head coach I had at a certain team, he understood the style of play that I, I could play in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got the best out of me because he, he asked certain players to play with me in a certain way. Um, so me adapting to the, the game, the playing style, um, was okay, but forcing like, I, what I want to do on the game—it's hard hard one to answer, really. Yeah. Uh, combination stuff in around the box, things like that. Yeah,
1: it's kind of why I ask it. Yeah, because right? it's it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, it's wide and deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Good. So yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's a that's a good answer though. I I appreciate that. Um, so now I'm gonna put you. Well, actually, let's go back to that real quick. You talked about you briefly mentioned League Two, League One. Um, you talk about the pyramid right the english fa pyramid where would you say the obvious one being obviously it's a huge jump when you get to the, to the premier league right to the premiership but where would you say in in your personal opinion and just when you assess the capabilities and the requirements to play in each league where would you say is maybe as you're working your way up that pyramid where would you say is the biggest leap is it league 1 to the championship is it or is it just that obvious that it's from the championship to the Premier League?
0: And you, I guess you've all been watching Wrexham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you see how hard it is to get out of that league. Mm-hmm. I mean, the leagues are They're tough yeah. they're tough leagues.
1: And you're I mean, I personally game. believe the championship may be pound for pound, regardless of level, the toughest yeah. league. I, yeah. Me personally. Yeah. A lot of people me. think that, don't they?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean one thing is getting out of the championship and the other thing staying in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it would be between that, yeah. getting out of the championship and, or yeah. staying in the Premier League because, yeah, budgets and things like that um, yeah. and, and level of player right. is getting better, Premier League is getting better. Yeah, getting better. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So um,
1: let me transition here a little bit, Coach. What do you know? I don't know. I'm going to put you on the spot here a little, but what do you know um, – Just you look at the game over here, the American game, right, whether it be the college level, MLS, the youth level. um, What are your thoughts from what you're aware of, what you've seen? What are your thoughts on the American game?
0: Yeah, so um, (coughs) I've I've had some tours over here. Um, We went to Florida. We went to Dallas, Mm -hmm. um, did some tours, played against American teams, good American teams, players that were physically very good, you know, Good fitness, straight line speed, agility. Um, see, the, saw the game. The games against American teams is very vertical, so we want to, you know, penetrate straight mm-hmm. away. Um, not necessarily a lot of building out from the back. I mean, last time I was here was before COVID. Yeah. Oh wow! And things, things, you know, change and evolve in football all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. Plus, I guess in different states that. Playing styles may may differ as well because it's absolutely. such a big country, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> that's one thing. Um, actually, a player that I used to coach at Arsenal, Eunice Musa,
1: plays mm-hmm. for the oh, US, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, Eunice. Um, a lot of buzz about him, yeah, a lot of buzz, yeah, about him. and flow, mm. flow up top, yeah, um, both of them. So, yeah, very good players, and yeah, I think, um, there's always a lot of expectation going in. To tournaments about the US, mm-hmm. and you see the team, the team that you're putting out nowadays as well, you know, and you're thinking it could go on and really do something here. Yeah. Um, so there's potential there. I see it as, as a lot of potential. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. It's such a loaded topic, you know, just because mm-hmm. obviously in the last men's World Cup, a lot of people felt like their best, most complete game was against England, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just. There's so many layers to that onion, even even in this country, just because, you know, whether you're talking youth, you know, leagues, variations, even high school here, college, which I know doesn't, you know, college sports I know don't don't exist in, you know, in England. So, and even that in itself is kind of a topic just because so many, um, there's a lot of internationals obviously coming, you know, coming to play college soccer here as well. So... So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're excited to have you here as well. You know, and so that's why we're going to segue here and tell us a little bit about what you're actually convention registration. You can probably hear some of the ruckus outside, right? Uh, registration's underway right now. So the convention hasn't fully launched yet, but tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing here over the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'll be doing two on-pitch sessions and one off-pitch session. Um, session one will be this evening at 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll be looking at starting the attack to build up in mm-hmm. in our half. Yeah. Um, tomorrow will be a session around creating and finishing the attack, um, and then the classroom session on uh, tomorrow as well will be around our academy, so mm-hmm. showcase some bits from our academy. And it's the same with on pitch. I'm, I'm going to give the players uh, yeah. an opportunity just to experience mm-hmm. some sessions we we'll make, we might we have done, yeah, um, and of course takes a while to 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 play a certain way and a style of play, yeah. um, but hope they have fun. That's the main thing. Oh, I'm Enjoy sure they it. will. I'm sure they will. Um, speaking of sessions, what's your
1: what is your go to Adam Birchnell's personal go to session when you say, "Hey, you can only do one for the rest of your life, right?" Or you need to impress. This is for the top job at insert whatever, right? What would what would that session be? Mm. Topic, topic, topic session, how long? Well,
0: from a from a player, if, if I was a player, I would want to do small sided games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, goals no. Doubt. no goals, doubt. yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm actually uh although I was a forward in my playing days, I'm really I love defending. Yeah. I love defending. So uh a forward that probably, loves defending. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why <laughs> I've got no knees which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> press the back up, um all the right. time. But yeah, it's maybe saying around that. Yeah. Defending and um, that love for defending, that passion, you know, mm-hmm. when you're defending it around your goal. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, an important skill and
1: art. It's such a, yeah, oh. I, mean, I mean, obviously there's a skill to being a, a great defender, but the quote that always – and I can't remember where I heard it along the way, but that quote that always sticks with me about is, you know, um, finishing scoring is about skill, but defending is so much about will, you yeah. know, yeah. and it's so true. I just – Nothing gets me going more than a really good just, you know, stuck in defender Mm -hmm. that just is Mm -hmm. and plays with no fear, you know, and not playing dirty, obviously. But and yeah, I love watching that because because I feel like that's when you see that that's so much as as much as scoring is the most important part of the game. Right. To win. um, I feel like you see that you don't see that too often with defenders, you know so yeah awesome so um any final thoughts anything you would like to share with us you know you have we kind of want to wrap up let the uh, give you uh, give you an open mic the floor is yours
0: anything <laughs> anything you'd like to share while you're here with us uh, just uh thanks for having me and um yeah well our thing is always put the players first put them first absolutely
1: awesome well we appreciate you give us those uh Give us those t- times that you're, you're set for your sessions today and tomorrow coach again. Yeah so seven
0: 7 p.m. this evening mm-hmm. uh, 10, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning and 2 pm. in the classroom 2 pm tomorrow. classroom, okay. Awesome. well,
1: got one last thing we want you to do so I' don't, this may not make for the world's greatest uh, great, greatest video radio, but we want everybody to go ahead and see. So one of the new customs that we're doing this year traditions we're doing so in our big old billboard that we have here, uh, all our guests that join us over uh, over the next couple of days, we're going to have them kind of autograph, maybe include a personal message, and we'll be sharing this. We'll actually be, I'm not going to say we're auctioning at all, but we this will go home as a prize or part of a foundation or something that Tasco is supporting. So, um, Coach, if you don't mind, you grab that Sharpie, right? You can go ahead and take off your headphones and sign away. Just watch your step there. A little tight space here.
0: Just a signature?
1: Yeah, whatever you want to put on there, any message anything, you know. maybe Liverpool number 1, anything like <laughs> that. So,
0: <laughs>
1: <no>? <laughs> All right, my man. Awesome. Coach, appreciate you again. Thank you for your time. Again, he is he is coach Adam Birchall, the head coach of the Arsenal U17 Academy team uh looking forward to uh definitely looking forward to your uh your sessions over these next couple of days and really appreciate your time thank you for joining us and make sure don't go anywhere we'll be coming back with many more some mini sessions we're calling these mini podcast sessions right they don't they won't go very long uh but we'll be coming more excited to have tons of tons of great guests over the next couple of days and just very stoked that we were able to personally I sto- I was stoked that we were able to kick it off with a bang with uh, Adam here. So don't go anywhere. We'll be coming back to you very soon with many more live mini episodes.